my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, Me, oh my, I have enjoyed that, yes boy. And thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Code with Kingy, where for this sit down, I'm joined by a former schoolmate of mine, actually, uh, but he's now a current Wellington Hurricane and all black, uh, that being a Safo Almore. First of all, Kaz, thank you very much for your time and what's on? Uh, good, good to be on here. Um, been a while, I remember you hit me up a while ago. <laughs> I was built up and I uh, finally got to talk to you in town, half drunk, so... What's good? My Christmas came early. <laughs> but anyway, bro, um, speaking of Christmas, how was your break? I know that you were on the road for, what was it, three months at the back end of last year, and I know you just rolled back around into footy. You got married over the off-season, so can you give us a life update? You know, are you, are you fitting well? Are you ready for 2022? Yeah, well, especially in the summer with Christmas, very, the best summer I've ever had. My, my family got married, as you said. Came here to Queenstown, just me and my partner. It was like a pre-honeymoon. I was supposed to go in a week earlier, but yeah, sort of cut that short. And now I'm doing this time. But lucky I did because if I came in, then I didn't know what was going for four weeks. So lucky I stayed at home. But yeah, I did at home. Yeah, I'm looking to rip into 2022. Nice, bro. Um, and obviously, you know, we're in the wake of you guys being relocated to Queenstown. That must have come as a massive shock, given what you had to go through with being away from your family for so long last year and then within a week it's like oh um yeah preseason is going to be taken down to queenstown and you're going to be away from your families for another month which may you know like for maybe some of the single boys and to everybody else watching <laughs> at home on their tvs you're like man pinned up in queenstown just playing footy that's the life but for someone like yourself yeah. who you know has a young family and had already been away for so long it, as you've said it's you know you're grateful but yeah it still must yeah be you know quite uncomfortable you know with just having that sort of stuff pop up I mean yeah like how yeah how tough was it having to say goodbye to your little ones and you know off the back of what you said was such a great summer yeah like I said before um yeah, it was the hardest goodbye it was, more, it was harder than last year but how you said about the single boys um we got some rules here so <laughs> no one no one's no one's free over here <laughs> we got a social distance, uh, distance from everyone um, we're allowed outside the hotel but yeah, you can't really go into... We're not allowed indoors. Hotels only indoors you're, you're allowed to be, so that makes True. it worse for those guys as well. But unlucky. <laughs> so what, is it just straight Uber Eats and whatever the hotel feeds you? Like, yeah. you go out and get a month? Nah. Well, oh, you can go out, but you got to, like, call, order up, and... Oh, could you, could you know, food burger? Mm-hmm. Apparently that's a nice spot here. I had that for lunch today. A few of us walked down, and we caught it before we got the order and they just brought it to the window and we're off. True. Yeah, I was about to think, bro, you think about five super rugby teams being in Queenstown, like the hospital places um, in terms of the, the takeaway orders will be fucking yeah. huge, bro. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was going to say. Yeah, maybe it's last night, actually. That was nice. Mm. It's so different to the hotel food, but the hotel food's been nice, actually. Like five stars, to be honest. True. I forget how, how grateful I was before, but yeah. Food here is nice. Mm-hmm. So, and I know you've only been there what a couple of days because um, you guys had yeah. well, some of the boys had a run around on Sunday just past against the Blues. But like, what, what is it? Are you just like waking up every day training and then 
like do you have a bus to and from your training ground or is it local or what oh we saw a local yesterday frick um, i don't know how far i don't know how far that is from here but it felt like an hour drive but there's like different fields i think we just switch with the other teams like certain times certain days like we have a turn at like the closest field in like the other team rotates to like the field all the way somewhere else and i think we just change each day maybe i'm not too sure because we trained or oh, yesterday we trained like at this park like five ten minutes down the road then in the other way we trained in the field like an hour away it's a little weird but that's what it was so are you allowed to mingle with any of the other teams or do you got to keep it strictly in-house no we everyone has their own team bubble so yeah we can't really mingle with them but it's pretty funny because um uh, we're like on a hill we're like at the bottom over here and the chiefs are like right behind us at the top then i think the blues are even higher <laughs> <laughs> we're at the bottom of the food chain bro <laughs> <laughs> you come outside we've got like this balcony then you just look back and you can see all the other teams there on top of us yeah but it's a different hotel but they can see us yeah, mm. yeah. And so, is it, is it like a sort of MIQ setup? Like, are you because have these hotels been like booked out strictly for rugby, or are there other guests there, or what? Actually, I haven't seen any other guests, but I've seen like there's been like these barrier thingies they put up. So, I guess there's still some people here somewhere, and I've seen like cars parked out in the hotel, like car parks and stuff. But it's not too much work as here either, so it's a bit quiet here since. No holidays at the moment. They want to work. Mm. Mm. Well, like we said, you know, obviously, like the the food's taking a bit of a hit, um, and all of the yeah. uh, the takeaway places. <laughs> we're very grateful for you boys being in town. Yeah. No. Um, as much as it does sound great, you know, being pinned up in a nice hotel and having catering twenty four seven and just being around the boys, um, for someone like yourself who's, fuck, you're probably over it, right? Because you've been through that many hotels in that many different countries, and I mean, even even going back to last yeah. year's tour, were you able to like enjoy it and go out and um, roam? Because what was what was the situation yeah. with COVID in Europe? Um, Australia was good. We all had, well, I think we were allowed. We were allowed to do anything, whatever we wanted. To be honest, um, just had to have a mask on. Had a good bye week in Noosa, one of the grapes. But when we got to Europe, holy, that was the real quarantine. It was basically like when you come home from overseas. That's what it sort of felt like. Like we were stuck in the hotel. It was like a window from like six to eight in the morning if you want to go for a stroll, like a morning walk. And like you can get a coffee, but it was like it, it had to be like a coffee cart. Someone had to go find out. But so there was some coffee carts around. And like all the places we went to, you all would get someone to like come with like a with their cart to just park up outside of our hotel. So boys can just be outside just to mingle with each other and produce some fresh air. Mm. I guess that's probably one of the of big things you look forward to, right? Like <laughs> when you go overseas, yeah. is playing the rugby, but then also getting to mm. do a bit of sightseeing. But I guess because of COVID, they would have been the, just short. Yeah. yeah, it was, I think it was depending on what country we were in. I think Wales was the, I think it was Wales. Wales was like the worst. They had like, I don't know how many cases, but too much for us to be out. But um, Italy, I think that was a little bit more relaxed. Probably seen on my Insta. I made a few posts. A few two of us from sightseeing, see a few monuments. That was nice. Italy was nice. All right. So, um, what's it called? The Gladiator movie. Um, Coliseum. So, that was one of my bucket lists. Just took that off just to go visit that place. 
Paris as well, if I'm not mistaken. Photo in front of the Eiffel oh, Tower. Yeah, ah, yeah, but the day of the night we went, uh, it was like foggy edge. You could see like half the tower. <laughs> um, I got like this filter to edit out the clouds, so you can see on one of my Insta photos, you'll see it. <laughs> so you can just see enough of it. So yeah. And then you also had the um the highlight of playing in the states, bro. So playing at FedEx Field. Playing there, like how did how did that stadium? I guess it probably wasn't as full as what you're used to, but how did that compare to yeah. everywhere else in the world? It wasn't it? wasn't as full, but it sounded like it was full. The music was on. I remember running out. But all the there's a few diehard fans out there too. Um, talked to a few walking around the stadium on my way in after the game. Real nice people. Love rugby. I reckon I've a few years. Those guys, those guys can be up there. There's some athletes in um NFL. Like that, they can come down and play rugby, or we could do the same. We could play in the town. <laughs> nah, hell no. Have you thought about that though? Sorry. What um, what position do you reckon you play if you played in the NFL? Main linebacker. I'd rather shoulder charge. I don't want to carry. For the running backs, for those guys, oh, mm. I only do tight spaces. Yeah, you can tackle any technique. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> Oh, well, a dream for another lifetime, bro. Um, but some other things that I'd like to bring up from that tour of yours, bro. Um, you had a few firsts. Um, you had your go around against the Springboks. Got your first test out against Argentina. And you also picked up your first meat pie for the All Blacks um, against Italy, bro. So how much more confident are you off the back of that tour? Or has it been the same old for you? Like, like how, is thing, how have things progressed for you as a rugby player coming into 2022? I just feel a bit more hungry to get more games on, you know. I didn't get as much as I wanted uh, last year, but that's just selection. But the after that South African game, okay, it was like a real eye-opener. Like, I, I knew I had a few things I had to nail, be world-class at. And it's just my off-season has been my big focus, just knowing my, knowing my role. And how, what, what is it about the Springboks? Because there's a lot of talk about them, I guess, in the new space around how much of a letdown it is for Super Rugby not to have them anymore because they were always like a good test physically before going into those test matches. So, I mean, like, what what, what was the step up like? Is it just the physical side? Is it, I don't know, the their attitude? What, what sets them apart? And why is it such a big rivalry? I'm actually not too sure, to be honest. Um, but I would say the physical, physical side and also the... The, uh, work. I don't know if they it's a bit surprised when we played them now since we ain't playing them during the Super but yeah yeah I, I don't know it's just there's something, there's something about like that game and I don't know I, I guess like from, like from my perspective bro as a fan like when I watch you guys play the Aussie teams at Super level and you pump them every yeah. week it's just like it's almost like you guys get sick of it, bro. It's like a glorified training run. Obviously, like you guys show them the respect that they deserve, but um, yeah. it just seems as though from the results that not playing South Africans all year round like you used to, I don't know. It seems to have maybe had an effect on it on the team, bro. And I'm not I'm not trying to like um, get you to yeah, no, no, me, secrets, but yeah. yeah, I'm actually not too sure about that. They have maybe it could be maybe. And South Africa is just good. Mm. Yeah. And they are a tough side, bro. I've had to playing him. 
like I've said a million times before, bro, I can tend to read too much into these things and overthink it when at the end of the day, it's just rugby. But yeah, before you though, uh, we're running around on the international stage. Uh, you yep. were a young fella who I had the pleasure of playing alongside <laughs> back at stream. But even before that, bro, I know you had quite big raps on you, man. So why don't you take us back to a young Sufs and what it was like growing up in a household full of Hamoors? Oh, Grew up in a Nino. I played my junior rugby at Huddle Boys Marist. Played a few years with one of my older brothers, uh, Bovalu. Let's see if I was a bit too old. Um, made a few rally teams, volley teams, like the age grade. Then ended up going to stream. I don't know why I went to stream. I still wanted to get a title of my brothers. My brother went to start a college. And my old man thought that would be a good opportunity for me to get a same as stream probably the best decision he's made for me <laughs> and yeah always grateful for that um, didn't get a scholarship a lot of people always saying oh you meant to just for a scholarship I was like, no I didn't my parents paid for me <laughs> um, and yeah I made some good friends at stream and also made a few rep teams, uh, rep teams along the way age grade as well in the 20s Straight out of, out of school, doing his NPC, had a good year there, and little niggle that took me out for a few months. Then, um, yeah, back in my super environment, I was a bit away, and uh, yeah, I'm back. I'm here. Now you, now, you mentioned there, bro, the fact that you wanted to go to Taito, um, because that's where your older yeah. brothers were. Do you ever think about like how? life might have been different for you like do you like for yeah. and i'm trying not to kiss your ass here but i mean you're a good footy player and but do you think that you would have kicked on had you not gone to stream had you gone to fight i thought about it a few times maybe a bit early on um in my career or even at school when i was at school imagine if i went to the title i actually don't do it now probably would have blown out to be honest um well maybe i would have kicked on because my brothers were still playing rugby hard at, at Tata. Yeah, I'm actually not too sure. It's not impossible because I know there have been a few boys that have cracked yeah. up from like 9-9 title, like Brad Shields is a big one. Uh, Mike, Mike Kainer played the Kings. Yeah, bro. Mm. So there have been a few yeah. guys that kicked on, but there's obviously like a bit more exposure that comes with playing at those bigger schools. Um, and like you said, you've made a few rep teams at, at school. But the fact that you said that you wanted to go to Tider, Yeah you know, that almost paints the picture to me that rugby wasn't like the front of mind for you, like going into high school. Mm. So at what point did you think, okay, yeah, like I actually really love my rugby. I'm not too bad at it. And you just Mm. invested in it. Like, was that even like front of mind for you while you were at school that you wanted to be a rugby player when you left? Uh, I think it was more my first year. I wanted to go to Tata because I didn't really know anyone from um, stream. I knew a few boys, but like I wasn't like close enough. So then um ended up going to stream, played under fourteens. And it was just like those traditional games in front of the school, like the first thing. Just watch just the whole river when they're coming down the hill. All the boys are chanting for them. And I was like, I want to be one of those guys one day. Then he yeah, ended up playing three years in the first thing. Some of the best rugby in my life. <laughs> That's still rate number one. Oh, the silver stream number one field, like my favorite field to play on. Uh, all the, all the field that I'm playing on, I still rate Silver Stream number one, my favourite. 
I wouldn't be too far off the top of my list, bro. But in saying that, I've, I haven't played at half the stadiums that you've played in. But what a few people might not know about you if, if they haven't had the pleasure of knowing you while you've grown up. You actually didn't start off as a hooker. Before my time, I heard that you were actually running around as a second five for Huddle Boys, but I only ever knew you as a number eight until you shifted to hooker when you played in the first 15. So can you talk about like that positional change? Because um, I know even while you're at school, they even threw you at second five for some of the first 15 games in yeah. the 15, I think. So. Yeah, it was my last year, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. When I was at Huddle Boys, I was playing at second five my whole my whole junior rugby. And I think it was I made a rep team, but I think they didn't really see me as a second five, so they put me at Lucy and I was playing eight. Got just before college, they went into college and they're like, Oh, you're too short. Oh, you're too short, you're too slow. So <laughs> they put me at Lucy. Then after uh under fourteen, fifteens, I was still at Lucy and one of the coaches from the first fifteen I think it was or maybe it was Simon Stick. Was Stick? He's like, oh, I think you should try a hooker. A little bit short. I don't think you're gonna grow anymore. I was like, oh, thanks, bro. And then, yeah, you know, playing hooker. <laughs> I'm still a hooker. Far out. <laughs> did you prefer playing in the forwards? Like once someone shifted you in there, did you actually enjoy it that much more, or do you ever reminisce and think like, oh, man, maybe I could have cracked it as an All Black twelve? Maybe not twelve, but. I miss playing like Lucy, or because I was playing eight, just taking the ball off the scrum after every scrum we had. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Every scrum, I just pick and go. I didn't care what the move was. <laughs> just so everyone knows, I was actually the one that used to get blamed for that. So we'd have a back move for <laughs> and Suss would just pick it up and go. And they'd be like, "Tell him off." It's like, well, if the guy's scoring tries, like, how can I tell him off? So <laughs> <laughs> sorry, bro. Sorry. But needless to say, um, as I mentioned, he kicked on to bigger and better things. Um, and you so you played schools your last year. You made you know practically all the rep teams all the way through high school. So what was the story once you'd left? Um, did Wellington offer you a contract, like a Lions deal straight away? And then how was it that first year transitioning outside of school to then being, I don't know, I guess an adult and having to juggle rugby and life at the same time? It was more the last year of school. They, they had like this Wellington called HP is high performance group and like we were like on the on the verge of like had cracking on my team um, there's a few of us and we sort of kept that same group going through a few boys played off me now Peter Izzy Izzy moved down from Gizzy <laughs> um, Alex Peter there's a few of us we all sort of stuck together from school played my team that year and we just keep going through from there you mentioned as well that you played 20s before cracking it for the Lions mm-hmm. later on that year. So, yeah. ha- I mean, how did that all come about? Was it just a, a matter of, I guess, the statement you made when you played schools and they just wanted to invite you in? And, like, I guess that probably would have set you up for bigger and better things because that's it's it's pretty rare to crack mm-hmm. 20s a year early. Yeah. My first year, I actually don't remember too much from that, that campaign because um, we, we lost. So, <laughs> yeah, we lost that one against Ireland. That sucked. In Manchester, but yeah, I actually don't really know too much. I remember too much from that year. But I remember my second year because we obviously won those. Yeah, in Georgia too, different. <laughs> Let's talk about that World Cup, bro, because <laughs> probably the if, if anyone goes back to, and watches the highlights, especially of that final, there's only one guy's name that pops up more often than not, bro. So I guess, like, I mean, it was a pretty stacked team. I was talking to Sam Slade a couple of weeks ago, actually. 
And I yeah. was just like, oh, yeah. and yeah, I was like, bro, like, oh, did you slim shady? <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like, sorry. yeah, bro. And I was just like, did you realize at the time, like, how stacked the team was? And he's like, yeah. I knew that we were good, but to see like how everyone's gone and kicked on, you know, someone like yourself, Dalton, yeah. Luke Jacobson, like Will Jordan, like all those names. So. Yeah. I guess for someone like you, who was probably one of the top dogs with it being your second year in the team, did you realize how stacked the team was and what, you know, what was in the water while you were over there? Because you carved up. Um, I actually didn't think it was that stacked either. Our Sarnas team, or like all the other teams, like you see a few faces from the year before. And we had quite a new, newish bunch, just still a few of us in their first years or that was there before. So, I don't know what it was. Okay, come game time, boys were on. Off the field with the boys are on too. <laughs> it was good. A good time in Georgia. It, was, it sort of felt like isolation as well, even though there was no COVID back then. Like, we couldn't really go anywhere. Like, we had this nice-ass hotel that was, like, in the middle of nowhere. And there was only one dairy across the road. And I think that was it. Interesting. So, yeah, how did you guys celebrate after the final? Oh, that one. Uh, might have to keep this. PG. Um, oh, we went to this music festival. It was good timing. Um, I, don't, I feel it was our liaison. He let us know because we were just going to go back to the hotel and just have a few with the boys and just enjoy our, enjoy our last night. Mm-hmm. Um, he let the coaches know because of the music festival, a few like an hour drive and we keen. So we all went. That was low key scary because a few boys missed the bus on the way back and they had no one to speak. To like taxi drivers or anything, but they made it back anyway. I'm not gonna say who, but they know who they are if they're listening. <laughs> no, it was a good, it was a good night. Getting lost in the middle of Georgia, bro. Couldn't think of anything yeah, worse. No. Yeah, I'll be crying for my mum. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd all be, bro. Um, but you know that campaign off of. You know, I guess your first year in the team, you know, like, like you said, you don't remember much of it because you lost, but you end up conquering the beast the following year. And then the good times keep on rolling for you, actually, because you get back, you're with Wellington, and then sort of like the tournament, things just seem to click. And all of a sudden, you're in like every highlights package on YouTube doing your beast mode celebration after every try, bro. All right. uh, <laughs> and so... I mean, like, for anyone who follows rugby, it ended up with you tagging along with the All Blacks at the end of the year. Um, yeah. So can can you talk us, or can you take us back to that point, bro? Like, did you realise that you were in such a good groove when you were playing in these games? You know, I think, like, you and Alex Fido were pretty much going, like, tit for tat yeah. on who was going to be the top try scorer. And then come the end of yeah. the year, you know, you're, you're on a plane to Europe with the top of the pops, bro. And... What was that phone call like? And then, like, telling your family and going through all that hoopla. Um, uh, it was good. <laughs> um, actually, uh, oh, when I found out, oh, I told you when I'm a different story, but I actually found out from my missus. She messaged me before I even knew, or before anyone knew, before the announcement, because I didn't get a call from like the coaches and sales on the team. So, yeah, my missus messaged me. I don't know if she found it. I can't remember if she found an article or something. But I, I knew I just kept it quiet. And I was, like, getting changed to go. Um, we had a team meeting. And I was just getting changed to go to the team meeting. And I was in the change room. And all the boys just came running in. 
Yeah. And you were just celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> then I called my parents after that. And they were crying, they were crying for a while. I was crying. Yeah. Some good news. Nervous times too, because I felt like a little boy. Like on that talk. But there was a few guys that were some good guys there that took me under the wing and just looked after me and just showed me the ropes. Because I guess like for someone like me looking in, you know, like that's every kid's dream, right? To pay for the All Blacks. And, you know, I guess once you get into those environments and you start sort of creeping up the ladder and you're playing well, you obviously feel like you can put yourself in the picture. But like in that moment, when you first got that news, were you just like, holy shit? Like, how, like can you can you describe it in so one just, word, bro? Yeah. Probably not one word, but um, sort of just took me back to all the times when I was younger. I'm playing junior rugby. My old man used to thrash me. Out of all my brothers, I don't know why. It was just me. He always used to make me train by myself. Like, we do our team training after, like, school. We'll go to do our club training. And that's in the hut. And he doesn't know if I used to act like I was injured after every training. Because he always made me run home from training. <laughs> you know, he's around home crying. Then, like, every training, no matter if I was injured or not. See ya. <laughs> And sometimes in the morning, like, he used to do night shift and, like, do it till the morning. He used to make me run to his work and go home with him and drive back home. But, yeah, it just took me back to those times. I was like, oh, it was all worth it. All those trainings. Oh, man, used to make me do all those hidings. No, no. <laughs> yeah, some good times. All led you to your dream, bro. And then, like you mentioned, yeah. it's obviously pretty overwhelming you know to get named and then actually be amongst those boys you know guys that you're watching on tv so yeah like how, how do you even approach it as, as a newcomer coming in to, to the environment obviously you probably know guys in the team from your time with the lions and maybe been around the canes but do you sort of yeah. just like sit at the back of the room not say anything and are you always just sort of just quiet at training and like like how does that sort yeah. of process work for newcomers for babies um I was scared every team meeting. You couldn't really hide in the team meetings because you sit in like a semicircle. Mm-hmm. It's like hookers. We all sit next to each other in the props and just go right around all the way to the fullback. So no one can really hide. And whenever they ask a question, I just look down. <laughs> They'll look away and I just look at the ground thinking about something <laughs> and just hope they don't choose me. They pick me the answer. But no, but like team trainings, like I probably still don't talk right now either. I just feel, don't feel like it's my place. I feel like I'm a soldier and those guys are like the lieutenants. So I just do my job. And so and so, what was what was your job for that tour? Because I know that you yeah. picked up a couple of yeah. caps against the Barbarians and the French 15. So, you know, mm. when they when they name you to be in the team and like you see your jersey yeah. there with your name above it and you run out and, you know, you're listening to the national anthem and, you're in the midst of doing a haka, and then they tell you to warm up and get on the field, bro. Like, are you even sort of processing what's happening, or is it all just like a blur and it's just another rugby game for you? How did you handle it? Sort of just felt like another rugby game, but it was more when I had to do the army, like walked out, walked out into the stadium, then lined up for the national anthem. Even right now, bro, I still get teary. Like, I can't even sing. <laughs> like, they're singing the national anthem, and I'm just trying to trying to sing I like lip sync because I'll crack because I feel like I'm going to cry yeah that and the hucker but it still gets me right now so yeah 
like warming up and everything. Just I just do my stick to my process and just do what I normally do for a warm up. So it just feel like a normal game. Like come game time, just hope that I'm on. Um, yeah. So I mean, like, but but how did the, how did those games compare? Like, did you? Yeah. Feel yourself being a little bit more excited because you're like, oh, like, yeah, this is it, like time to make my mark. Or did you treat it like every yeah. other game? And then, like, once it was over, were you like, I want another taste of this? Yeah, probably a bit of both. Um, that game there was a few Kiwi star, uh, Kiwi boys in their team. I remember Lance Russell was playing, uh, Bus, Judy, Jules was playing. They were on the Barbarians team, so like, hopefully now they're going to try to bump me. But yeah, I just treated it like another game. I was like, oh, don't do anything too flashy. Just when your time comes, just do your pitch. When the ball comes in your hand, run as hard as you can. Someone comes running in you trying to smack them. Yeah, like you said, bro, rugby's um can get, can get pretty sophisticated at times depending on what team you're playing. And I know myself, I get yeah. caught up in the numbers too much. But I mean, like at the end of the day, bro, it's just about two guys running into <laughs> each other. Boxy, and... <laughs> <laughs> And um, just trying to win that dominant battle, bro. But as we just touched on, bro, obviously, you know, you achieve your dream. You're nading the All Blacks. You've got to where you want to be. You come out of it. You're still hungry. And then you roll over to the next year, 2017, where you have your first proper season with the Canes. Um, so did, like, transitioning from, I guess, like the Lions into that Hurricanes environment, was it made any easier the fact that you had that time with the All Blacks? Like, going into that, did it make it a little less daunting? Or scary? Yep, because I still remember that preseason. Because uh, after the tour, you get like you don't have to do the preseason, and that's something that I've learned since then. Because um, I came back and I like blew out. I put on like ten kgs. I ran the worst bronco I've ever ran in my life. My skin used to go through the roof. <laughs> but yeah, after that, bro, I've never made that mistake again. Oh, I will never make that mistake again. Well, like you said, it's, you know, like you roll into summer, you know, your friends and your family are enjoying yeah. themselves. And I know yeah. how much, um, you know, us Māori and Pacifica boys do love our kai, especially over that time. And everyone's getting yeah. amongst it, bro. And so I guess for like all the rugby players, yeah. they have to be quite mindful of um, making sure they're getting their top-ups in and not overindulging. Yeah. So yeah. You, you touched on that's been a learning process for you. Yeah. And I talked with a few boys and they said, that, yeah, it, it is it is a bit of a struggle, like juggling your training, but at yeah. the same time, you're like, you've just had a massive year of rugby and you want to relax. So like, how, yeah. has it really, has it taken you up until now to find that balance between, okay, yep, I can forget about rugby, but I'm not going to fully forget about it to where I have to work twice as hard in the preseason? Yeah, it was, well, it was probably a bit harder now, to be honest, since I have two little ones at home and they're always making me run around. I don't even need a train, I'm running after them. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because I know my, my muscles does heaps when I'm away. I know how hard it is to be alone and look after them. I can't even last a day looking after my kids. <laughs> like, I always need my missus there. But I actually don't know how she does it. Yeah, bro. It's hard to juggle that life from rugby and have, like, enjoy that time off. But, yeah, I just find that time. Like, I'm always, when I get home, I try and work around, like, what my family's doing. Like, my boy goes to daycare. Then I wouldn't... Like my daughter goes to sleep, I try and use that time to go train. I would probably tell myself I was going to go pop her to the park and just bang it out and try to get back before she wakes up. So, yeah, I try not to leave her alone because I know she needs a break. 
Now this summer was probably the best. Like I was, I didn't think I'd be as fit as I am now. I ran a freaking PB in my Bronco. I don't know how, but yeah, I guess there's that time helped. I was, yeah, because it just seems to be like quite a a hard thing to get around, like for a lot of people. Because yeah. I guess when you get to your level, bro, like it's all about like the little one percenters. Like that can be the difference between yeah. a win and a loss, right? But it's yeah, it's sort of striking that balance between, okay, yep, I'm you know I'm sharpening the axe every day, but not to the point where it's just you're so invested in your rugby because it seems like yeah. if you get if you get, if you dedicate too much time to it or get too caught up in it, it's not healthy. Yeah. But then like yeah. I know that some guys find it really hard to where if they're not rugby rugby rugby, you know they they can blow out or it's just like I, you know I need I need someone up my ass every day because otherwise I'm not going to do the training myself. Um, yeah. So yeah, it seems yeah it seems like it it can be quite you know throwing your kids for example or like anybody yeah. else's dependents or family situations. There's I, I guess there's, what I'm trying to say is that there's there's more to it than just go for a run and eat healthy. Like there are a lot of other things that yeah. actually go into the athlete's lifestyle. Well, because my body's basically uh my job looking after my body and it's also a provider for my family um, my kids my partner my parents and my siblings so you know it's got to stay in shape because if I can't stay in shape I can't do my job lose my job can't provide how has having kids changed your perspective on life bro and you know even getting married as well because I mean you're younger than me um, yeah. and being a professional rugby player is a big thing, but I, I I saw on your Instagram, bro, your bio's a husband and a father. So, you know, straight away that, and you know, even knowing you and your family, I know how important, yeah. you know, that part of your life is to you. So yeah. can, can you remember maybe the change in the attitude or the commitment to rugby, you know, when you had your first kid or when you met your missus and then you had your second one and then yeah. has it changed even more off the back of getting married? Off the back of getting married, yeah. Um, feel more in love. <laughs> I don't know if I feel soft, bro. Well, that's what I felt after my kids, so I just felt real, not soft, but like, or just like more aware of like what other people go through, like what their, their feelings of, of their kids, you know, and like their love for their kids. Everyone's different, but when you have a kid, you'll know, bro. <laughs> I can't explain it, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I must have said you'll pop one out soon, eh? <laughs> I, I guess it, I guess it must be a bit different for you because you know you're still young, and so I guess it, it in terms of how your career is developing, it's been all sort of like at once. Whereas I think for a lot of guys, you know, they sort of have the young buck days and they're single, and then they have kids yeah. at the latter stage of their career, so they can sort of tell yeah. the difference. Whereas, yeah, maybe for you, it's rugby, and then you have your first kid, like it's all sort of being woven into one. So maybe it can be hard to distinguish. Yeah. Sorry, what's the question you're asking me, bro? <laughs> oh, no, is this, is this more, I, I know oh. how significant having kids is for yeah. for anyone who has them, bro. Um, but I guess just especially yeah. for an athlete, considering mm. the different lifestyle that you have because you're away from your family yeah. and, you know, you see a lot of parents, bro, when they have kids, uh, they blow out because it just becomes their life. Yeah. Whereas like you, like you said, you can't afford to do that because... If you yeah. do that, you can't provide for your family. So I guess, yeah, yeah. My, I guess my question was more like, yeah, has has 
becoming a dad and becoming a husband made you an even better rugby player because you know how committed you have to be for it. Yeah, there's more that off-field or off-field stuff for me. Just when things are going well at home, the family's happy, I'm happy. Then I start to enjoy my job, enjoy what I do on the field. And also just, yeah, like I said before, it's my job, it's my provider. Well, bro, you just off the back of getting married, bro. So the good times will just keep on rolling. Um, I'm sure you'll be home um, in no time as well. Fingers crossed. A month after this, yeah, it, man. first leg of Super Rugby's done, bro. Um, but getting more back to the Canes, my man. Like I know that you've been involved yeah. with that group for a while now. You played thirty odd matches, if Wikipedia is correct. And mm-hmm. as someone who's been on the scene a while, um, I mean, what is it? This is like your third or fourth year with the All Blacks. Um, and being around that environment, you know, obviously you're used to going head to head with the best players in the country. Um, I mean, you only have to look at a teammate of yours like Dane Coles, who I'm sure has been a mentor, Cody Taylor yeah. as well, bro. But I guess just out of curiosity, bro, because I don't think I've ever asked you this question. The fact that you have been Colsey's backup for, well, pretty much since you came on the scene, bro. And the fact that you have been around the All Blacks for so long um and i'm not and i'm not trying to stir anything here but like that was it was it ever a, no no but seriously but was there ever a time yeah. like sort of coming up where other teams came to you knew that you were on that national yeah. radar knew how good you were and were like come play come be the starting hooker for us because it must be quite tough having to you know i know that i know that you love wellington and you're a canes man but yeah. do, do you get what i'm i'm trying to say bro yeah i mean um there was one team, but no, it was more because of my family in Wellington. I don't want to be away from my family. My boy was just born too, so I didn't want to stress them moving houses, moving away from their family as well. So I just chose to stay and just do my best here and just try and lock up that spot. But it must be quite tough to be, I guess, but the, the yeah. thing that goes into my question is that Again, bro, like you're still young and most front rollers don't, yeah. you know, peak till their mid to late 20s and you haven't even hit that yet. But, you know, when you're as good as you are and you've mentioned the fact that you want to be world class, you know, like it must, it must, I, I'd find it hard to believe that it wouldn't be hard to be patient, you know, with you being in that environment. Yeah. And I know how much you love playing footy, but unless you and Colsey are going on and having a half each, you know, like... Yeah. I guess that was more via my question. And I'm, yeah, again, I'm not trying to stir the pot, but. No, stir it then. <laughs> no, I've been asked this before. <laughs> All good. Um, no, you like last year was sort of a good year. So, like, with your question, um, last year there was a few few games me and him went like start, bench, start, bench. But yeah, I'm hoping for the same for this year. Um, and it's good that he's around because. He, he's the man. I'm learning. I'm taking what I can from him. So yeah, I'm just picking out his brain, bro. But he, he's a smart man. I mean, like he wouldn't have lasted as long as he did um, had yeah. he not been. And yeah, it was just it was just funny, like because you know me, bro. I'm a geek, and I went and did my homework, bro. And well, you're 24 yeah. now, right? Yep. Yeah. And both Cody Taylor and Dan Coles were 24 when they made their debut. And so I think, yeah, we, yeah, again, bro, yeah. me a geek bringing that up, but I guess it just goes to show just how long 
your career can be, you know, and the fact that you've already cracked it and you're only 24. It's just, I guess because of how obsessed people are with rugby, it's just more that, I guess, yeah, that patience thing. Because I, I, I just remember like even like a couple of years ago when guys were like, man, Sauce needs to get out of here, go, you know, go get some starters minutes. But it's real easy to forget that sometimes, you know, playing the long game is actually the better option. And like you said, learning off a guy like him. Like I said, he's the man. He's just, he's been there. He's done it. He's been on the world stage a lot of times. He's been he's still on the world stage. He's been there for a while too. So yeah, and he's also world class on how he plays the game. He like he changed the well, not like he, he I would say that he changed that hooker mentality of how they play the game these days. You know, back in the days to be just the guy that scrums, throws the ball. Now we're running around scoring tries, side steps, <laughs> kicking. Cody loves to kick. So, yeah. Not as a kick for goal, I mean like yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Does he does he take much credit for that though? Like did, do you guys ever talk about that as hookers? Because yeah, he would have probably been a part of that generation where it was more yeah, you know, scrummage and yeah. hit rucks, whereas yeah, he sort of yeah. paved the way for guys like you. No, he doesn't like people putting up tires. So we never bring it up. We don't even talk about it. So, yeah, probably give me shit for saying that after this comes out. I'll tell him not to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, you got to give guys their flowers when they've um when they've achieved as much as that fella has. Um, and no doubt will yeah. continue to, bro. Um, but yeah, I guess yeah, coming back to the Canes. It's been a bit of a, a whirlwind the past couple of years, especially me being a couch potato and being frustrated at some of the results. But I mean, like, what, yeah, what, what is the sort of forecast going into 2022, my man? I know that last year was somewhat of a rebuilding year with, you know, the likes of TJ being away and Bodie leaving the ship. And now you've got a whole lot of young fellas in. And I know you got TJ back and you're Artie. And then, yeah, like Colsey and yourself and a few other all black boys in there. But yeah, what is there anything that you're looking forward to? Is there a guy that we need to keep our eye on? And what are your yeah, what are your goals for this upcoming season? Seems looking good. Um, boys been training hard. Um uh, Sunday. I don't know if you did you watch it the, mm-hmm. um, preseason? Yeah. They actually played pretty good. Um despite the score. Like they even heaps of the new guys, they play some good rugby. Guy to look out for. Um Braden Yossi. Lightning very lightning quick, strong for I want to say he's skinny because he'll get offended. But yeah, someone to look out for for 2022. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm just looking to get back into the black jersey. But I'm not too worried about that at the moment. I just want to take on the Super Rugby Compact. You know, just play the best that I can for, for the Canes. Yeah, bro. I like it. Um, <laughs> well, I think that pretty much like wraps up what I wanted to get um from your career to date, bro. But before I let you go, again, appreciative of your time. Um, I like to end it on two segments. First being, can you run us through your game day routine? In their routine, hmm. it's changed after the kids. But right now, with the kids, no matter what, well, say home game. Whenever they wake up, I'm up. I don't leave my muscles ever sleep. Because I sleep before the game, but yeah, I get up do the kids stuff until we have to go to do our primer, and it's just like a warm up little few sprints, do our lineups, stretch, 
then uh, that's like five hours before the game. Then we'll head to our pre-match meal, have the same food every time, uh, chicken thighs and potatoes and heaps of salt and a Powerade, a blue one, because I think of it as um, you know, Sonic, mm-hmm. the hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think of that, so I think I'm going to be fast when I drink it. So always, I don't, I, I've had it for a while now. I always have a blue one. But yeah, I always drink that then. I always hit to, because I live in Upper Hut, and the game's in um, Sky Stadium. There's a few mattresses that are at the stadium. So I just drive there, park up early. The game's like two hours away, or like maybe over two hours. I'll park up at the stadium, go into like the changing room, and there's like a room next door to the changing room, like the lockers, and I'll just turn off all the lights and have my sleep then, just before the game. Then wake up when we have to get up, then I'll just go for a walk around on the field. Um, and there's a thing I started doing for maybe three years now. I like uh, on the 22, I always try and hit the crossbar, like, a, like throw it, kick it, do anything just to hit the crossbar, because I don't know, whenever I feel like I don't do it. I feel like I'm going to play bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just something I do. I know. Sometimes I've missed. Uh, I haven't hit it. So I just run up and just tap it off the ball. It makes me feel better. And that's a bit of my game day routine. What about left boot, right boot, anything like that? Oh, just flooring out and stuff. Um, always go right first, left. Always take my wrist, always. I used to strip my head, but not more because my ears hurt. But um, I always write the same things on my wrist. Um, what else? Always have pre-workout, like four scoops pre-workout, two caffeine gums. And I like to spray the grip check stuff on my boots. I don't know, just to, to my feet in. You know how you get that feeling of sliding around in your boots, like with your sock? Yeah, you spray that sticky stuff in your boots and it just sticks like your boot and your foot's just one. And I always have green, just green jet planes because of the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. A few bros give me that nickname, Hulk Smash. <laughs> I was just going to say, bro, um, a guy that I talked to last year, Ethan, bro, the group, he says he does the exact same thing. <laughs> what? Well, green jet planes. planes. Yeah, green jet planes, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that guy's crack up, bro. I got to know him well on the last tour, bro. He's a character. <laughs> Good man, bro. Good man. All right. Um, last segment, my can. Ten in the bin. Ten questions. You just answer what first comes to mind. Sweet. Oh well. Yep. All right. Question number one. What's your must do on a day off? Sleep. Uh, what's your go-to vest on a night out? Um, pineapple Malibu. Great choice. Uh, biggest coach's pet? <laughs> Xavier in the <laughs> He's my roomie. <laughs> no. Uh, favorite cheat meal? Mm. Any takeaway? As oh. a Macca's, KFC, Burger King, Aussie Burger Give us your Macca's order, bro. What would your Macca's order be? Oh, I should have chopped it back, but but when I love my Maccas, you know, I still love it. Um, Almighty Texan combo, large, raspberries drink, no ice, um, quarter pounder, a 
what's the double? This is just called double Big Mac. Yeah, with the Mega Mac or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah, double Big Mac with the four patties, mayo, and maybe a chicken. Oh, cheeseburger. I love the pickles, bro. They're nice. <laughs> don't we all, bro? Don't we all? All right. Um, who was your childhood idol? Rugby was um Jerry Collins. He was a man, bro. Mm-hmm. Just how he played the game. Always wanted to smack someone. Mm-hmm. Just never like, never dropped it to anyone. I've heard some pretty scary stories about that fella, both on and off the field. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stories so. <laughs> for another time, though, bro. Um, yeah. Go to travel destination, or is there a spot in the world you want to check out? Uh, yes, I've still been to Fiji, and I want to go there with my muscles. And I'll go to yeah, Fiji. Nice. Well, with the borders opening back up, hopefully that's um a possibility yeah. during one of the breaks. Um, yeah, while we can get over there. Hundred, hundred. Uh, cheapest teammate. Cheapest. Yeah, bro. Who's the cheapest teammate? Who who never gets around? Mm. Oh, it's funny. You must have been talking to someone. We we're talking about this when we went out for lunch today. I'm not gonna say who it is. <laughs> I can't say who it is, bro. But. Hmm, he's a cheap guy. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Mm. Honestly, can't think. No one's really liked it, to be honest, but I can't say who they can't think of. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro, fair oh, enough, yeah. fair enough. You don't want to burn any bridges. All right. Um, yeah. What's your go-to song on Spotify right now? Or who's your artist at the moment? Uh, Amigos. Yeah. What track? A little bit of Amigos. Uh, modern things called modern. All right, yeah. I'll go check it out. Uh, who's the biggest grub you've played with or against? Cozy. No. <laughs> He's already has the he already has that rip, but mm. nah. I wouldn't say it's a grub. I find I find it funny. Maybe because I'm playing with him, but I find it funny. I'm happy he's not on another team because I wouldn't like it, but. Yeah. Yeah, you can get, he'll into, get into that niggle. Like he'll, he'll be on the other side of the field and he'll be pushing each other in there. He'll be flying across the field <laughs> just to get, be a part of it. Yeah, you love that in your skipper, though, eh? Yeah. All right, bro. Last question. You just got to finish the sentence for me. Oh, frick. Saturdays the, are for the boys. <laughs> But it's not for me, <laughs> but I know, I know you. Far out. is going to see him be like, I don't know, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. All right. Well, unfortunately, I'm not part of that conversation. I'll leave that for you too. But I do have to say, my man, um, again, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you taking some time out for me to peel back the curtain on what your career's pretty much been like um since yeah you left me in your dust at Silverstream and uh yeah been good to know that um you're in a good place with your footy and no doubt it will show once we start the competition next week best of luck for the next month down there hopefully it goes by quickly my bro um and you take care of yourself thanks bro pleasure to be on here cheers bro the man stuff laters